Welcome to the Adventure Mechanics. I'm Chandler. I'm Devin. And I'm Tom. And today we'll be talking about The Dig. Dig uh, it! Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so, The Dig is a point-and-click adventure game that came out in, what, 1995? 1995? Yeah. Um, yep. It is... LucasArts? Yep. And it went through six different uh, creative leads, um, which is insane, as a side note. Like, I'm surprised that it came out at all with that many uh, (laughs) creative directors, because this game was probably Duke Nukem Forever before Duke Nukem Forever in the, hey, this game will never come out, vaporware kind of thing. But it did finally come out in 1995 after being started in 1989. So, so short development. Yeah, a short <laughs> six-year development cycle for a point-and-click adventure game. In 1995, which that was... I mean, that's kind of something I think we've all gotten used to at this point, is long development. But for younger listeners that don't know that, that is really weird for a game that old. Yeah. like <laughs> It's exceptional. That is <laughs> an insane amount of development time. You cannot overemphasize that. Yeah, most AAA games are made in two to three years. And this is with the aid of engines like Unity or Godot or Godot, however you want to pronounce that, and built-in in-game engines that the larger firms already have. And this game was six years in the making during the time of, let's put it bluntly here, the NES when you know you could knock a game out in like nine months and have it be very well received so the development cycle on this was insanely long and badly managed but we'll get into that with the history yeah i mean we're kind of already getting into it but uh why don't we just start off with like the story of the game since we kind of started off awkwardly anyway well i mean on your list though you have history so i think we just keep going with your history <laughs> yeah, why don't we just why and don't we just you, take it from the top i i think <laughs> i think i think we need to do the history of the game just kind of brief overview and then okay the story because i think we're going to be jumping a little much yeah. okay well and, no, and also fine. just just to be fair i i kind of feel like at least for me i think the history of this game is actually in some ways much more interesting than the game. So for people that are listening right now and are like, oh my god, I don't want to hear the history. No. This is the really interesting part. Like, there's so much to go over. This thing is nuts. Okay, so this is a game conceived of by Steven Spielberg. Yes. That's Steven Spielberg. (laughs) Yep. He wanted to make it as part of an episode for the show called Amazing Stories, but the budget wouldn't allow for it. not a game. Yeah. He's like, okay, I want to make this plot. Let's put it in a TV show. Uh, I don't have the budget. Let's make it a movie. Uh, don't have the budget. Uh, shit. So he talks to fucking George Lucas. Yeah, that fucking George Lucas. And, right. and George is like, well, I got this game game company over here. We could, we could make it in a video game. And so he's like, fucking deal, right? And they start making this game. And because it's so big, they actually got Orson Scott Card to write the dialogue for it. Yes. Yes, that Orson Scott Card. (laughs) Right? 
So this this game has a lot of fucking hands in the pie already, and we haven't even gotten to the development cycle. <laughs> and like when you hear about that, and you're like Orson Scott Card, George Lucas, and Steven Spielberg, all of them collaborated to make a game. You go, oh my god, that has to be the greatest thing ever. But yeah, yeah, we'll, uh... we'll get to that on the impressions. <laughs> Yeah, it's for those in the know that are maybe thinking, why does this seem kind of familiar, but in a in a, like a different universe? Like think of um, PT, with Hideo Kojima teaming up with Guillermo del Toro, which ended up never happening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that kind of hype and excitement, like, oh, these guys, they're gonna do a game. What? This is well, yeah, because that's awesome. the other thing too. That's important to note is that. It was known that these all these three were collaborating. People knew this was happening. So there was so much hype. And this was going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> to be fair, if somebody told me right now that those three were collaborating, I'd be like, oh, shit. Here we go. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to need a folding chair for this because it's going to get good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once they start the development cycle... They go through the iterations of this game and they just can't find the nugget that makes it fun. And they just keep going through creative directors like they're going out of style. So they finally get one creative director to go through the vast majority of the game. And then he leaves to do something else. Let's see here. Uh, I believe he goes on to make um, another game that's quite popular and I will edit that in. Editor Chandler here. The designer I was thinking about was Dave Grossman, who went on to create the Secret of Monkey Island series. <laughs> but, yeah, after he departs to his next big thing, they bring in one last guy who basically says, okay, I'm going to make something out of this, and he does. He gets this game finally out in... December of 1995, like right in the height of Christmas season. And at the time, it was kind of a meh game, which is kind of a huge letdown, like Duke Nukem Forever letdown of the time. Yep. Yep. People thought the graphics were dated. It was a fun idea, but poor execution or dated execution, I should say. Which makes sense, because six years had gone by. <laughs> yeah. Didn't it go through, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it was three engines? Yeah. Like, one of which was a complete and utter, from the ground up, they designed an entire game engine. And then just threw it away. And then scrapped it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> that, that's crazy. Most games, if you get to, to the point where you design an entire game engine, and by the way, um, the game was kind of functional at that point. They had storylines, the game was playable, it wasn't finished, but they had a playable game, and they scrapped it and started over. Yeah. The fact that this game made it all the way to completion is like... I would say a miracle, except that it didn't. It wasn't a miracle. It was just an insane amount of hype and very just people deep throwing pockets. ridiculous money at it. Yeah, yeah. they were burning money <laughs> like it was going out of, of style. But the one of the big complaints, which I don't think is valid anymore, um, but I'll go into that a little bit later, was the marriage of like the painterly style and early 
nineties uh, 3d graphics. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I'm like, what, what? <laughs> That's what you're going to complain about. Okay. I, I thought the art style was pretty good. I don't really have a problem mm-hmm. with that. We're in the world of pixel graphic games coming out on a daily basis. Yours truly even working on one, but it's, it's still at the time oh graphics are the thing you have to the be all end all like we hadn't gotten over that yet i i can get I mean, it at the time have, but have we really gotten over it now i mean okay granted <laughs> i stopped paying attention to the triple a scene a long time ago so i i should probably give that a huge caveat there i don't really care about graphics if the mechanics are engaging enough fully agree yeah so that's kind of how it got received and since then it's like they didn't really even talk about the puzzles because well let's be honest this was sierra logic so who cares it also the puzzles are bad it's it's par for the course it's par for the course we don't care about that (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of it kind of just sat there and it's kind of become a cult classic i would say because of all of the production value that went into this game so despite it not going over so well at the beginning or when it was released, it became a cult game, effectively. Is that a fair bit of uh, analysis there? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I'd say, yeah, it's, it's probably kind of a cult classic. It's uh, a lot of people, I, I mean, when you get talking about the dig, a lot of people come out and say like, oh, this is my favorite LucasArts game. So, yeah, yeah. And to be fair, I I kind of understand it. I mean, I, I I'll be honest. I didn't end up beating the game. I got I got a fair ways into it. And in today's world, obviously, it, it there's a lot to be desired. But um, when put in context, it's it's pretty cool. The story is really compelling. The world that it builds is pretty interesting. So I kind of understand that. And you know, you're totally right about the polish. The polish of the game is outstanding. In which to me was actually one of the things that impressed me the most because when you hear a history about a game that like goes through so many different leads and apparently like multiple engines and the story changed like three or four times and you just think oh dear god this is going to be a dumpster fire (laughs) but it actually comes together pretty cohesively i think one of the more impressive things about the game is that it was such a dumpster fire in production and somehow came out as well as it did because it's it's not bad i gotta give credit to moriarty the last guy um who kind of just scrabbled something together and really gave us what we have today so yeah that's not an accomplishment to be overlooked like clearly a bunch of other people couldn't pull it off so yeah mad props to that spoiler alerts um devin uh brought this to our attention to talk about um so why don't you uh go into the story a little bit since we talked about the history of the how the game was made yes um yes so yeah obligatory spoiler warning here if you don't want spoilers for the game and if the initial premise that i give you here sounds interesting go play the game yourself and then come back because i will basically be spoiling to the end of the game so oh yeah so basically this is the first like five ten minutes of the game and asteroid is on a collision course with earth 
and um, <clears throat> Armageddon. Yeah, right. Uh, Armageddon. It, yes. It <laughs> oh starts my out god, that's early. all <laughs> I was thinking about when the, I was watching the intro. Right. I was like Armageddon. Oh my god, they they replaced it with the oil miners with a journalist. What? Yeah. Weird <laughs> choice. But before we even get into that, I was actually going to ask. Do, I never looked into this, and now I'm feeling like I should have. Did Armageddon come out before or after the game? After. After. It, it was after. So, mm, okay. Well, I wonder where they got their idea. <laughs> you know, they threw in this uh, geologist and this, uh, yeah, Armageddon was 1998. Um, they threw in this geologist and this journalist. Why don't we just make it a whole bunch of oil drillers? Perfect. I mean, Movie of the year. both of them are stupid, but the oil rig. <laughs> thing makes more sense so <laughs> yeah sorry to interrupt Evan. right so this this asteroid's on a collision course for earth it's basically you know it's gonna hit earth so i i guess nasa scrambles up a retired astronaut and a bunch of really stupidly highly qualified people to go uh into space on the space shuttle and plant a couple of nukes on the asteroid to get it you know get it away from earth which is where it sounds a lot like Armageddon, right? Yeah. Um, one of the characters is a journalist, uh, but she's also apparently good at setting nuclear charges, uh, which everybody which seems to forget. Uh, even the other characters who continually <laughs> comment on her career. Uh, and yeah, she's constantly having to legitimize her, you know, like defend her place on the team. Oh, so my. anyway. Yeah. So they send it's, everyone up. Okay. Uh, sorry, I, I have to interject with this. I, what did her schooling look like? Yeah. <laughs> all of these people have, like, really weird, like, because Brink's a geologist, but he's also an archaeologist. Like, those two things Just, are very different fields. Yeah. You might study one when you go into the other, but that's not how... Yeah, like... I, it, I'm they're a, not interchangeable. I'm a surgeon and a like cryptozoologist what yeah well why <laughs> and and the other part that drove me crazy about this particular part of this whole thing was that they constantly 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 berate her about whether or not she knows how to do her job and i'm like yeah no she's I know super how astronauts qualified. work oh yeah she's we, like the we most will get to that person. in the impressions part after oh, yeah. i'm done with the story sorry oh, sorry we I, keep interrupting like, they we got train thoughts. together. <laughs> so, so, so anyway, so they send everybody up and we've kind of been hinting at this. So your three main characters are Boston Lowe, retired astronaut, military man, you know, and he's actually the player character. You guide him around the game. Uh, there's also, um, I forget his first name, Brink. They just call him Brink. So, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> Uh, Dr. Brink, and he's a, a geologist, but also apparently an archaeologist, and probably a bunch of other things. Yeah, Dr. Uh, Lud Ludger Brink. Lud yeah, Ludger Brink, that's right. D very German name. And then there's Maggie Robbins, who is, as we said, a journalist. Uh, she's also apparently skilled in setting nuclear charges, and she's also a fucking linguist. Yeah, uh, like... But on that possibly later. good linguist too. Yeah, she's she's, she only spent the Again, first forty-five later. years of her life in college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like these people are like super like. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So they send these people up, set the charges on the asteroid, blow it open, 
and then go inside and find that there's uh, an, a hollow chamber inside. It's alien technology. They turn it on and they're zapped away whoosh, faster than light to an alien planet. And at this point, everybody, everybody, if that sounds like it might be an interesting concept for you to play, go play the game, then come back. Yeah, you yep. could say hi to the other spoilers. two people on the space shuttle that you never hear from again. Oh yeah, and they're <laughs> yeah. also ridiculously, stupidly qualified. Like one of them's like in a, in a current like race in an election race to become a senator. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, a senator for re-election <laughs> is going into space. Like I'm just gonna do this. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> the opening cinematic like names everyone and what they're like like what their jobs are and like their qualifications and like their current careers. And it's just like the weirdest rogues gallery of really overqualified people. Like how do (laughs) people get this qualified? It's so (laughs) funny too, because like it has the first three people and it goes like, and here's your two minutes and here's your two minutes and here's your two minutes. And then the last two are like, Oh yeah. And those two people on the end of the table. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, that's no joke, too. Oh, my God. They're, like, they're basically forgotten about from the get-go. I forgot they were on the shuttle while I was, like, interacting with I would, like, be like, what do I do here? I'm like, oh, yeah, I can talk to those guys. (laughs) Maybe they have something to say. Yeah. (laughs) So they end up on this alien planet. Um, They know absolutely nothing about it. They apparently, apparently it has an atmosphere so they could take off their spacesuits and breathe. Uh, and it's apparently abandoned. It's there's nothing alive except critters on this uh, on this planet, and so the three of them are trying to figure out well what is this place and how do we get away from here. And in the course of their exploration, Brink is killed. Maggie decides that she wants to split the party because that's the best thing to do. Uh, off she goes and yeah, kind of suddenly yeah, <laughs> Brink's dead. Okay, bye. <laughs> Brink's dead. We're. I'm leaving. Bye. Though I mean, to be fair, if people were gonna c- continue to like berate, you know, my career and keep asking me, well, what are you gonna write about this when you get home? Like, I'd probably want to leave too. I'd be like, you know what? I play D and D, but screw the rule of not splitting the party because I've had enough of this shit. Anyway. <laughs> so poor Boston Lowe is left by himself. All he wanted to do was keep people safe, and he couldn't do that because Brink died, and then Maggie's off probably going to die too on this alien planet, which, by the way, is completely alien. Um, They don't know what anything is, and there is what they call an apparition that appears and seems to be trying to guide them places, Uh, and it continues to appear for Lowe as the story progresses. Um, So... Blow explores, he finds things, he pushes buttons, he has to figure stuff out because there are no instructions and everything's completely alien. So as far as the puzzles are concerned, you can see why this might be a problem. But more on that later. As he is, uh, as Boston Lowe is uh, exploring, he discovers some alien stuff that looks like a crystal that he divines from a museum, quote-unquote museum, quote-unquote display, Uh, that it will bring dead things to life. So he goes and tries that on Brink, and lo and behold, he comes back to life. Uh, But Brink's not entirely himself. He comes back wrong. He's different somehow. (laughs) He comes back wrong. He kind of comes back a druggie. Yeah, Yeah, he comes back like it's... Yeah, the the metaphor is is pretty tortured. Um, 
Brink comes back, he's not entirely... Hmm? I want to hear about that when you get there. Sure. I want to hear about uh, your opinions on that when you get there. Yeah, I've got some thoughts. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yes. Yeah, so, um, so Brink comes back to life, and uh, he ends up going off on his own as well, and as Boston finds out later, Brink is obsessed with the life crystals. He's so obsessed with it that he's willing to uh, kill for it. Or at least beat people up to take them. Um, so, again, Lowe's exploring things. Yep. He finds stuff. He finds Maggie. Maggie has been uh, in the quote-unquote library, and she has found writing, the alien writing, and she is working on deciphering it because she knows <laughs> that the aliens made these things so that outsiders could decipher their language and learn it. More on that later. <laughs> on top of being a nuclear Somehow. physicist, uh, linguist, and journalist, I also studied, uh, you know, alien uh, languages. Just, just a little bit. And and can dice, decipher it yeah, in like that, a matter of a few I times. have yeah. thoughts because, on that. Because, by the way, one <laughs> later. Thing, <laughs> yeah, one thing that is important to note about all of this stuff is that at no point during this entire thing do any of these people yeah. get food yeah so a very small point part uh uh, quantity of time has clearly passed (laughs) they do talk a lot about the fear of starving that they're not sure what they're going to be able to eat and they need to find perhaps some indication of what is edible on this planet but yeah it's it's pretty clear that in the time frame of this story it's not very long it's maybe only a few hours so uh, they're in no danger ultimately except for the other dangers like getting killed by falling rocks or things that come back to life or big spider things. Anyway, <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> so Maggie's busy working on this language thing. Boston Lowe is wor- working on exploring and connecting all the islands together and solving puzzles. Brink is obsessed with life crystals. Maggie gets abducted by a spider creature that then Lowe has to go get Brink to try and save her. They do manage to do that. Brink beats Lowe up takes his life crystals and runs off. I'm taking your lunch money. <laughs> so as they've been going on at this point, Lo has discovered that there is a dead alien, like the body of a dead alien that he can resurrect with the life crystals. But he can't speak the alien's language. So he, after rescuing Maggie, takes her to go see the dead alien, resurrects the dead alien, wakes him up, and we find out that this alien is the inventor. That this alien invented all of the amazing technology, the light bridges, the life crystals, and then the eye. Which, as you talk to, uh, as as Lo is talking to the inventor, uh, he learns that, well, Lo isn't actually talking to him, it's actually Maggie, because she's the only one who speaks the language. Huzzah! But it's implied that she's translating it for Lo, which is why you, the player, can understand what's going on. Uh, so the inventor tells about this really miraculous thing that they discovered, that his people discovered, that he made it, he made the doorway into space time six, which is to say and uh, another dimension where there's three dimensions of space, three dimensions of time. And you're immortal, energy beings, and you can see all, know all, and it's great. And in fact, it's so great that you don't want to leave. So on top of that, and the, uh, and the life crystals making people into weird murderous zombies because they're so obsessed with keeping alive, 
then you have other aliens getting into the eye and going into space time six and not being able to come back. And the inventor is very, very, very clear on the fact that he wishes he never did any of this. He wishes that they never sent out the ships to other planets to try and bring people here to share their knowledge, that it was an invitation they wish they'd never had sent, and that he is there in this strange mausoleum of a kind because he's there to warn people not to use the crystals, not to go into the eye, and just resign yourself to being dead on the planet because everything's terrible. And then the more he's brought back to life, the closer he gets to death, and that's all he wants is to actually die. Yeah, I think he had an ulterior motive there. Come, join me in the dead pile. (laughs) So, <laughs> so after learning about this, they, they do finally get out of the inventor that there is a piece that they need to turn on the eye. And as much as it's a bad idea, he does tell them how to find where the eyepiece is. They find the eyepiece, they put it in the machine, but it needs two life crystals to run. Of course it does. So they have to go find Brink. Brink, in the meanwhile, is calling for help because his hand is caught in a wall. And they have to chop off his hand in order to get him free. But he's still not going to share his stashed life crystals because he's building a machine. He's repairing the machine to make life crystals. And it's my lunch money anyway. And it's my lunch money anyway. (laughs) So Lowe makes a deal with Brink that for 50% of the life crystals that he will give him the eyepiece to turn on the machine to get life crystals. And Brink says yes. Turn on the machine. Only two life crystals appear. Of course, neither of them were willing to go through with the deal, and there's a fight, and Brink falls off the cliff and dies. Oh, no. Yeah, so... <laughs> so, uh, so Lo takes the life crystals they need, and the eyepiece, go back to the machine with Maggie, and she's the one that can read the fucking alien language, so... <laughs> She's the one she's turning on the machine. She's completely deciphered it in two hours. Yep. Yes, she's completely competent <laughs> in two hours. With this, she's completely fluent. There's no problems. She could speak it as well as read it. Isn't that weird? It's insane. Amazing. Later. Later. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> uh, so Maggie starts turning on the machine while Lo is watching. And one of the little thingies won't open. So she climbs up to open it. I should say that before she does this, before they're turning on the machine, Maggie makes a low promise that he won't resurrect her if anything happens. And he promises and then asks her to do the same for him. This is important because if you already guessed, oh, I bet she dies, she goes up there, <laughs> ding, 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 opens the top hatch thing to make the light squirt up into the sky. I don't know. And she falls to her death. And Lo is very, very sad. And now he's alone. And so he goes up to go into space time six, but aha, the inventor has a last trick up his sleeve, which is an alien dog creature suddenly appears on the light bridge, which Lo gets rid of easily because he just turns off the light bridge so that it plummets to its death, (laughs) turns the light bridge back on. Best trap. (laughs) Best trap ever. Uh, (laughs) Right. And then, well, I should say that Lo thinks that it's the inventor's trick, but you know, who knows? You've been over that light bridge a billion times. A billion times. There was no... Anyway, so 
low, gets rid of the alien dog. His path is clear. He's very, he's very sad. He's all alone. He goes into the eye into space time six and it's so amazing. But then he's like, no, no, I have to go back to reality. I have to have my feet on the ground because I'm a practical man. And he leaves space time six and is able to bring all of the aliens back. Except for the inventor. (laughs) Except for the inventor who never went into space time six which is why, but all of the other aliens in Space Time 6 who had no bodies because the inventor says that they gave up their bodies to be energy beings in Space Time 6, but they all come back well, with bodies. And you encounter bodies. some. Because you encounter the bones in the very beginning. Oh, yeah. And they're supposed to be aliens, so we know they're dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and again, the inventor says that their their bodies are dead and their consciousnesses are stuck in Space Time 6. But lo, lo and behold... Ha! can bring them out of space time six and then they're all there and in fact they can go bring back maggie and brink who never build a space went to space time six who were never in but like it's somehow like what What? anyway and so then they build a ship and send them all back to earth hurrah the aliens learned learned their lesson about things and they strongly imply that suddenly this is going to be a huge economic boom for both species and what if humans get too aggressive well we'll deal with them i shit you not that's an entire line out of this game oh my god yeah so that is basically the story what if the aliens get too aggressive well (laughs) well humans are fucked (laughs) that's a given they're just fucked man they're just fucked yeah yeah uh so yes so, oh, the apparitions mentioned earlier, those were the the beings trapped in space-time six trying to interact with the world to get people to help them. Yeah. Yeah. I have, That's kind of important. I, I have some thoughts on this, but I want to hear Devin's thoughts first. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you need a breather. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm good. I can go. Because uh, like, like uh, Chandler said earlier, uh, this is a game I recommended and that I said we should play. I, it sounds like I really hate this game, but I probably like it a lot better than uh, both Chandler and Tom, uh, based on what <laughs> they've said before we started recording and then after we started recording. That's probably um, fair. It, it is not without its <laughs> flaws. It absolutely has its flaws, um, gameplay-wise and story-wise. Uh, but I do quite like this game, and I'll start with the things that I compl- like that I really like about it. I think that this story concept is amazing and i give the whole development team absolute props for trying to make this concept work as a video game because i don't know that it's possible yeah because i I mean the concept being that a human person has been transported to a completely alien world where there are completely alien contraptions and in fact it's been abandoned like you know it's a dead world like nobody's been there for so long and it's a completely alien language like there's no way that you would be able to just figure that stuff out. But if you're playing a game, you absolutely need to be able to figure the stuff out. Like that's the point of a game. Yeah. Um, right. So I, I completely want to give them credit where credit is due, that this is an awesome idea. And I think they did the best that they could with it. It's just like not something that I think could be done in video game form and be fun. Yeah. Especially with trying in the story to convey the sense of urgency, which this game does not have. That's a criticism, but I'm going to talk about what I like. This concept, really great. When you talk to the inventor, amazing. Some of that dialogue is great. Like, it's really an interesting 
take on this, you know, this alien being with alien thoughts. And of course, you know, it's communicated in a way that, you know, humans can understand because obviously humans are playing the game. But it was a neat idea. The music in this game is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. It's one guy with a synthesizer. Well, it's not exactly one guy. But anyway, but (laughs) Michael Land did an amazing job. This music is so beautiful. And it's just, and it just really just lifts the game up from where it could have been and if if it had a worse soundtrack like it just really gives you like when you're walking onto these screens um that are beautifully illustrated like these backgrounds that are just gorgeous um and and you just Mm -hmm. get the sense of wonder and awe from it um and and you you see these things that you don't understand like these contraptions that don't make a lot of sense and everything is like recurring geometric shapes and stuff and um it's really really cool uh, so I just absolutely love that, but <laughs> and now the criticisms. <laughs> but I I have I have some questions. Um, the main the main one obviously is you know I, I don't think the execution of trying to convey a story that has urgency um, and and exploring this world and trying to figure it out when it's completely a priori. I don't think that that worked very well. Um, because on the one hand, you get some really obtuse puzzles that how, what am I, what am I doing? Which makes sense because if you were in that situation in reality, you would be sitting there going, I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. I don't know what to do. I'm just pushing buttons. What if something explodes? But I'm never going to be able to read this. You know, you would be there, but for a game, that's not fun. So you just sit there going, what? Where's the walkthrough? Like, help. (laughs) The dirtle turtle puzzle. Like, there is, like, a fossil of the dead turtle that you can look at to, like, find a hint. But you can't actually see anything. Like, it's, you know, it doesn't (laughs) actually help you at all. It's like a dark Uh, brown gray on a dark gray outline it's yeah like, how the fuck am i supposed to figure out how this turtle went together when you won't yeah, let me like look you can at see, it see like you can see the two ends and that's about it and then you're just like okay so it's got legs i guess um <laughs> i think the turtle had a head <laughs> so so there's that like you know these like mechanic stuff criticism which is Uh, also it breaks the 180 rule all the time which is really minor but it drives me a little bit crazy and if you don't know what the 180 rule is uh, I believe that's something you use mostly in film where if uh, you have a character moving from the left to the right and they move off screen they should be coming on screen in the next scene from the left yeah that's a good rule So, yeah. so that usually when you have visual media like that, um, you don't break that because your brain will get thrown out of what's going on and be confused. And this game consistently breaks that rule where you'll have, you know, leave like Boston will leave on the right side of the screen, but he'll suddenly be coming in like on the right side of the screen. Because <laughs> it's logic like, wait, be damned. Yeah, and like, or sometimes like the camera angles are slightly different, and you're like, what exactly am I looking at? Am I still on the same path? What is happening? Um, but again, like the illustrations are absolutely beautiful, but it's a little weird, and it kind of takes you out of it when you're like, why am I suddenly looking at, like, why am I all the way the hell over there when I was over here before? Huh? Yes. Um, yeah, there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of that, that which, a, a bold decision, but uh, maybe not the right decision. Characters. <laughs> The characters are very one note and not very likable. Oh. 
Um, not yes. a single I, one. Not a single uh. one. And I mean, you know, I there's some really great ideas in there. Like, I think having the idea of, like, I mean, it's a little, it's a little fraught because Maggie is not only the maligned journalist, but she's also a woman in this kind of boys club with, you know, Brink and Lowe. And, like, I think that you could get an interesting story out of that with her, you know, having to defend her position. And granted, like they have that set up in the game as she's defending her um, career. But I mean, it's still kind of that, you know, narrative about sexism, Hell, you know, oh uh, yeah, the so like, even though she's super, just, yeah. Oh, so, so she's superly so overqualified for what, she does professionally she's a journalist that can set nuclear charges and learn alien languages in two hours i'm going to talk about the linguist thing in a minute like don't worry yeah it's coming up (laughs) but it's coming uh but you know she could do all this and then she's on this team this you know nasa put together team and then she's still oh what are you going to write in the story i just want to make sure you're happy robbins you know, it's just really condescending all the time. And sometimes yep. like, and, and it's, and it kind of sucks because it's like, you want to be on her side, but she's, she like, is so one note, like she's her, bitchy. her personality is I'm a bitch. Yeah. And yeah. And it's like, there's like nothing else there. So it's like really hard to even be on her side because even though Lowe is being super patronizing about everything, it's like, you know, she then patronizes him right back later. And it's like, I don't think eye for an eye works. Like this doesn't make for compelling yep. character. Anyway, the whole thing with the characters is, is they have, they're like one note. Like there's like one word that can describe them aside from their like, you know, uh, um, 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 uh, professions and and that's it. Like that's all the characters. In a way, you can even argue that the alien inventor is that way, but I feel like you can excuse that because a it's an alien. B he's been resurrected like fifty million times, and I yeah. don't know about you, but I think if people had been resurrecting me to bother me, and I'm continually trying to <laughs> warn them, don't eat the crystals, don't sniff the crystals. Don't ingest the crystals. Don't, don't go shoot them the into eye. your veins. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> Why did you come here? I mean, I would be really cranky and not very helpful either. Um, yeah. Especially since they have established in the lore that the more you get resurrected, the more not yourself you are. So we can assume that the inventor is probably not entirely himself at this point if he has been resurrected as many times as he says even then Um, he still has more personality than all three of them combined oh yeah he actually has a very (laughs) unique way of speaking yeah he has a very unique way of speaking like all of his dialogue is like really you know like just really ornate archaic sounding like very like almost like poetry like leaning in that direction um kind of talking and it's like wow this is really great because at least it's not are you happy robbins yeah are you happy i just want to make sure you're happy i think we should stick together actually no i think that we should split up i think it's not any safer to be together i think i should crack this random rock over this dude's body (laughs) yeah Yeah, that was so weird there's also that where okay so here's my segue into linguistics so we've established of course that this is an alien world. We don't know how anything works. There is the quote-unquote museum. And I'm saying quote-unquote mm. on these things because the characters just say, this is a museum. This is a library. This must be yeah. the alien's 
bleh, you know, like some things like the tram system, that makes sense. This obviously is right. like a tram. So it makes sense that a human would say, okay, this blue ball rolls from one island to the next. It's a tram. Cool. Yep. Uh, you can travel from one to the other. Cool. I'm, Got it. I'm on board speaking with that. Of, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of, I thought it was really great in the inventor's dialogue, if you ask about the light bridges, uh, that they're like, yeah, it, the light bridges is so useful. We didn't actually know it would be as useful as it was. And if we'd known that, we wouldn't have built the trams. <laughs> that was great. I love that. <laughs> which was like a cool like <laughs> way to say, like, hey, it, it's game design, which is why you have to have the trams. But here's a cute in-game reason for why there are trams. Uh, I liked that. And it added anyway, to the so personality this, yeah. of the inventor. Like, just yes. straight up. He was the best person to talk to. He was the best person to talk to. And I enjoyed talking to him, and I'm sad there wasn't more dialogue. <laughs> I, um, I know this is going to sound sexist, but the if this was an anime, the inventor is uh, best girl. <laughs> inventor is best girl. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help it. It's too funny. <laughs> Uh. Yeah, so so that so these human characters go around just saying this must be this, this is this, you know, like this is the aliens, blah blah blah, and it's like there's no way for you to know that. Like you just walked into this room, and there's a bunch of glowy thingies with a console. Like, okay, I can see where you could think these were like computers, but a library? How do you yeah. know that? This could have just can't this is the server This could have just so, been a fucking cafeteria, <laughs> right? And and the museum, which has these display like these wall displays that like shift and morph and try to give you information and of course the game developers are trying to say how do we say in a pictorial way to the player this thing that you have found this is what you use it for right but they're so bad but they're so weird and 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 i mean and yeah and then boston watches it and goes oh yeah that's a bomb and I think that one's the most yeah. clear one because then you look at the life crystal one it's like okay there's a skeleton there's an egg thing there's a skeleton there's goo coming out of the egg thing question mark the as the skeleton is exploding the the skeleton is exploding the skeleton is no longer a skeleton yeah the, oh my god i i've got to say just if i can interject that those like hieroglyphic things yeah. like baffled me <laughs> i was like i was watching it and i was like i have absolutely no idea what i just watched cuz <laughs> they're really kind of grainy and they're kind of weird and, like, kind of basic and pictorial. And everything is alien. So, like, there's nothing really identifiable. Yeah. And then, like, at the end, the guy is just like, oh, this was this. And I was like, what? I know. What did... And I, like, had to go back and watch it again and be like, I don't understand what he's getting. <laughs> and and I, I'm so glad you said that, Tom, because I was just about to say, like, if you already know the story, which I have already played the game a couple times before we played it now, uh -huh. so I know what it is, but I'm still struck by the fact of how do you know what that is? So you not knowing, <laughs> going in, and then looking at it going, what? Like... Yeah. <laughs> it's so if, weird. If you... <laughs> If they did it like a comic book, you know, where it was like panel, 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 so you could actually sit there and study them and compare them against each other, it would probably right. make more sense. Yeah. But because it's just this one picture at a time morphing into the next one, you don't have enough time to stare at it to be like, what the hell am I even looking at? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so the whole time you're just like, random pictures, cool. Yeah, and the bomb um, one I think is the most on. clear because it's like, device, the alien's carrying the device, there's a mountain. The alien put the device in the mountain, and the mountain has a hole in it. Yeah. 
Yes, it's that like, one made oh, sense. Okay, it's a bomb. So it's when Lowe's like, okay, I need to find one of those yes. explosive devices, you're like, yeah, okay, I get that. Oh. And I mean, and I understand. And that. also at the end, he says explosive device, and you go, yeah, okay. Yeah, and you're like, all right. <laughs> like, cool. Yeah, and like, I totally understand that also part of this is the game developers needing to communicate to the players that may not have understood the pictograms that... Yes. This was an explosive device. These crystals bring things back to life. Like, I get that, but it's really jarring narratively because it's like, how do you know? Right. Lo, which... yeah, that... Lo is ahead, just sorry. an idiot savant in this because of that. <laughs> yes. 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 He's like a moron through the entire game, but then you like watch these things and you're, as a player, going, wow, I, I have no idea what I just looked at. And Lo just like, oh, that was this. Yeah. And you're like, Huh? Oh, you're like, okay, huh? how do you this get must there? This the <laughs> museum. Okay, I, I guess. Wait, 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 wait. We need to backtrack. Also, also, <laughs> side note, uh, when you find the life crystals and the apparitions try to warn you away from them, they make a human skull in the air. Yes, that bothered now, me. I was like, I get that, are they x-raying us? I get that Space Time 6 allows them to see beyond space and time like so that they have access to stuff that they normally wouldn't but i still feel like that was stretching it <laughs> but yeah. again this is to communicate to the human player they could have signposted that yeah. a lot better yeah really I, I think have. yeah and again yep. it's like shorthand to yep. communicate to the player but yeah but there's other ways to do yeah. that that would have been way less clunky. they could have just put one of the alien corpses like just the bones of an alien corpse because they do show those at some capacity. Yeah. Yep. And just have yeah. one of the characters remark on it, like, "Hey, look, isn't that a strange-looking skull?" And yeah. then that would be a cue to be like, "Oh, I yeah. should pay attention to the skull." And then they do the skull yeah. thing, and the yeah, that would have been a lot more yeah. elegant. And then yeah, and then it's like if you're pl paying attention, you would say, "Oh gosh, that's the same skull from before." So it's a skull. They could have even just like put in the fucking incredible linguist genius woman and had a sign that says "Do not use" or something, and have her translate it. There's so many like simple ways <laughs> yeah to get, to get that across. Yeah. They could even have like a character remark as they broke down the door, like break down the door to get in and then had a character remark, huh, someone went to a lot of trouble to block, to block this, this off. To block this off. Yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> like, it's, that would have been so, so easy. Yeah, which <laughs> I, I have now come to the linguistics thing. So, yes. <laughs> this is what I'm looking for. These guys, to. Yeah, these guys know that I studied linguistics and philology in college. This is like my hobby. This is her jam. <laughs> It yes. was what I was trained to do, uh, also literature, and then it's my hobby. So I was like, cool, when I first played this and, you know, first seen anything about it. Cool, Maggie's like a linguist, too. That's neat. So she does languages and she's a journalist. This makes sense. Though there's a very big difference between a polyglot and a linguist. Um, polyglot speaks a lot of languages. Linguist actually like goes into the nitty gritty, knows how languages works. And you can start to learn other languages if you're a linguist by breaking things down and whatever. So here's the thing with this game is this is an a priori alien language. It is not related to any earth languages at all. It has a completely different writing system. Yeah. And you come in. And you're presented with what you could, I mean, I could see someone looking at, you know, some of this stuff and going, that's writing. 
I can get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. How do you go about deciphering that when you literally have no other anything? Now, there's no context, right? Nothing. Yeah. It's not like there's a million dollar or a million different translations, like TV remote right. instructions or something like that. Right. It's not like you have a Rosetta Stone, which if you know stuff about history, like the Rosetta Stone is really important in being able to, um, uh, in, in um, uh, like uh, ancient Egyptian uh, and, and Greek and stuff, because there are multiple languages on the Rosetta Stone. So it's like, oh, look, it's the same passage written in three languages. Now we can start to decipher the language we don't know and learn right. it. Yeah. Like, Here's there's the nothing dictionary. like that here. <laughs> Because the aliens didn't... And, and the only way that that works is you have to start with a language you exactly. know being translated. The aliens, when yep. they sent their invitations, you know, their their weird asteroid ship things, when they sent the invitations, they didn't know where they were going to end up. They didn't know who was going to come. They right. couldn't prepare for that. They couldn't know how these aliens that would show up would speak or read, or if they could, or if they would even have written language. I mean, you could make that assumption, but you don't know. Um, right. And so you have you have Maggie Robbins there and like you assume like, OK, she's saying, oh, yes, the aliens, they clearly wanted outsiders to learn their language. They set this up so that we could learn it. It's like, how was it like an alphabet book? But they don't know any the human writing nothing. system like yeah. and, and there's not like, you know, A is for Apple. Like that works on Earth where you know, you can conceivably think that most people know what an apple does. They probably don't. You'd probably want R is for rock or yeah. whatever in your language, because at least most people know what a rock is um, yes. when you see it, right? So <laughs> I don't know how she was learning this, let alone in what seems to be like two hours, which I can't even learn an earth language in two hours. Like, I could get the yes. grammar for partially, but I'm also working from a alphabet that I know or a writing system that I know or something, you know, completely and a priori. It just takes me out of the game a little bit. And I get it. It's a game and whatever, but it just takes me completely out of it where it's just sort of like, oh, well, we have a linguist. She could decipher languages. Here you go. Yeah. Right. And Which I, I, the other thing, too, is I feel like it's totally superfluous. There's no reason to even have that at all. You're talking about a super ultra advanced alien technology. All you have to do is have her, and she does not need to know anything about linguistics, yeah. have her be a journalist for whatever reason, touch a rock, get shocked, and then, oh my God, now I know the language. Like, that would be or like way some, or more find believable. Or some, sort of, some, some kind of device that the aliens made that like just makes weird noises at them and then eventually starts saying words because it's a universal translator that's learning their language as they talk. Yeah. Like, oh, I like that. Yeah. That would be they cool. Have, yeah. I mean, that's how I would it do something... it because there's all these other devices already. And like, they invented a they bunch of They can fucking like, walk on light. And bring people yeah, back from the yes. dead. Why not invent a universal translator? <laughs> like, you know, that can learn. Like, that's like Google Translate, but better and not Google. And can actually <laughs> That would be that really learn, funny like, to find the... Google on an alien world. Just be like, uh, that, that was the Google thing. Translate? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was the thing that kept bothering me about it. Is I'm like, how come these aliens have all these incredible technologies, but what they don't have is a simple, like, hologram that would just, all they'd have to do is, like, show a picture of a rock and then a word yeah. they don't they don't do I- even that they just have yeah. like she just like is staring at this console that t- as far as she knows could be a fucking toilet yeah. 
Uh, I'm learning a lot <laughs> from this toilet. <laughs> Shut up. I think I know how to apply this shampoo to my hair. <laughs> At least I think it's shampoo. But it's true. Oh, that bugged me so much yeah. in the game. And I don't know anything about linguists, but that was like my number one like, the fuck? Yeah. No. I'm just like, this isn't how languages work. Like, This isn't how you... This isn't... Like, I get that there's urgency and you need to learn it quickly. And perhaps there was some kind of interface that was like rock word. And that at least you could start learning the writing system. But. But they don't even talk about like, it. Imagine... She's just like, I'm just reading this library. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, let's How? just let's just do this thought experiment. Right. So you you have come across this device, this alien device. And it does that where it has like a picture of a thing and then it has the written word. And maybe it says the word to you as well. Like, this is a thing. That's the and only so way that. that you'd be able to understand the, the So here's in, the problem with inventor. that. So you come up with nouns. So you can kind of do nouns. It's like, okay, rock, tree, creature, you know, whatever. Like, you could do that bottle, uh, I don't know, yeah. other nouns. You just, you could get there. When you get to verbs. Yeah. How do you communicate that to someone who doesn't know your language in a picture form? So, like, reading, let's just, you know, say it's an alien visiting Earth, so I can use this metaphor. So, like, book. So you have a picture of a book, and it says book, and it has the word in English, because we're going from there, book. And the alien's like, okay, book, I get that. That thing there, which I may or may not have any idea what that is, but that is book, and that's the symbol for right. it. Okay, cool. Now we have a picture of book. And then a stick figure holding it. And it says, read. How do you interpret yeah. that? Uh, hold? Assuming then, that then you're you an alien. That... Like, assuming that the alien can even understand what they're seeing, that the stick figure is intended to be a alien creature. And not just some um, random hieroglyph going way too fucking fast that could have been yeah, just a exactly. picture. <laughs> like, it's like, how right. do you how do you communicate these words or like adjectives some of them you can say but at the same time you know like for example in earth languages um some some languages don't have some of the colors that we say in english uh some like for example like uh blue is green in a lot of languages like they don't have a word for green just anything mm. green is blue you just say it's blue and of course you know you can look at the colors and say these are like three different colors but they may all be blue in that language and yeah like even in some other languages here on earth they have like yeah 13 different ways to describe sea ice it, yeah there's a lot of cultural stuff there too where if you're uh, you know an alien race that doesn't read i mean you get your information other ways you know I mean, it is kind of it's kind of neat that they added when 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 Maggie's talking to the um, to the inventor and she says to Lo, he says, "Open your mouth," which is their way of saying "speak." Which, how does she know that that's what that means? Like that that means that speak. Mean it vomit. just means open your mouth. Ah. Like if you're if you're translating it literally, <laughs> Sorry. open your mouth. Right. Okay. I mean, you can get there and think, oh, he just said that. Like maybe that means speak, but you know it. There's a lot of complications that you can't... Has anyone ever seen Arrival? No. Mm -mm. Watch Arrival. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Just watch Arrival. It's very, very good. Uh, anyone listening, this is an amazing movie. Uh, the central character is a linguist. She's learning an alien a priori language. 
It's awesome. Watch it. This movie does it right. And and by watching it, you'll kind of see what I mean, because a lot of the things that I'm bringing up are things like how do you, when you're talking to someone, you're trying to learn their language and you have completely different cultures and not like completely different earth cultures, completely different cultures. Completely, like they don't even have the different. same number of whims that we do, like kind of a thing. They right. look at things differently. They, they you know, kind of look come like from a, a completely different planet, like a horse and a seahorse had a baby and it ended up looking like a dog. I, like, I, I don't know how to describe them. Like I'm open to suggestions, <laughs> but that's what they reminded me of. I didn't even think they were the dominant species when I looked at the, pictures in the museum i was like oh that that is not the dominant species this is like a lap dog i was like no no you know what i thought what? they were i thought they were chickens. <laughs> i was gonna say i they look a lot more like chickens to me but chickens with chickens with high heels yeah i was like okay so they're getting some chickens together okay yeah. okay there's more chickens now wait huh there's a hole in the mountain <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what do these chickens have okay, to do with that? Okay, there's a dead chicken. There's a there's dead a chicken. Hell there's of a, a chicken rock. Egg. There's a dead chicken. The dead chicken's exploding. <laughs> yeah. Like, why would you do that to your dominant species and like not your chicken? <laughs> like, <laughs> don't you experiment with animals? <laughs> like, why would you do that to to, to well, humans? Well, you know, maybe they are more sophisticated and more civilized and don't experiment on animals. <laughs> Okay, that is a granted uh, cultural touch point, but like, there seems to be some inherent danger. Like, if you're teaching, like, oh, like, how would you teach an alien species that if you crack this thing open on like a dead thing, it comes back to life? I wouldn't do it on like my dead grandma. I'd be like, oh, you, you, you see that roadkill over there? Crack it open. See, it's alive. That's why I didn't think they were the dominant species. Like, <laughs> oh, I got you. Again, again, like a cultural thing. But anyway, the point, is, like I'm, I'm hammering on this a little hard and it is a game that came out in 1995. And as we discussed earlier, well, as Chandler, didn't, we didn't really discuss it, but Chandler said, uh, told us earlier um, about the history of this game is it went through a really fraught development cycle. Like it almost never yeah. happened. So I don't want to be hammering on this like, guys, this is so terrible. It's just more of a... I think it's flawed. Here's why I think it's flawed. Spielberg did <laughs> it wrong. Yeah. I can I can completely understand why they have the shortcuts and why it's like this isn't really we we don't really care. Um, by the way, if any of you are thinking, ah, I wonder if there's a novelization. Don't. Yeah, there is. Don't. <laughs> it doesn't I have exist. Read, I have read the novelization. It unfortunately does exist, and it's just. It's don't even waste your time. Just it's like watch Brink. the game played on YouTube. If you don't actually want to play it, you'll get the story. It's fine. Yeah. Like it, if you read the novelization, it's like Brink after getting resurrected. It just comes back it's, wrong. Oh, it's just, so, it's not good. I haven't read the book. Obviously I wanted to know, cause I knew of the book. Does it follow the same story as the game? Oh, yeah, it, it follows the game pretty well, but it, it doesn't add anything to it. It doesn't elaborate on anything, and it's just bad. <laughs> so, and the well, characters okay. are still exactly, one note. Like, nothing's really changed. I can, I can tell you exactly why it's bad, and I haven't even read it. <laughs> Here's why it's bad. 
the game is full of plot holes, but you might be distracted enough by the and game the, to miss and the, the plot production holes. values of when the you're game, reading. It is, yeah. and the production values of the game when you're reading a book. Uh-huh. There only is plot holes. <laughs> yes, uh, and <laughs> you're left with a gaping chasm of a cl- of plot holes. <laughs> this story yes. brought to you by Tom, the man who never read the book. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right though? No, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes it even it's better. All plot holes and characters that you don't like or care about, and it's unfortunate. <laughs> and I and I say that's unfortunate because I think this concept on the whole is really cool and i would love to see it done like as a book or as a film or a television yes. show for that because i think if you had like really strong writing and really great characters like like on par with like the expanse right like you could mm-hmm. get i love the expanse just yeah that one's a given just get that out <laughs> there uh like that it it's great so like in my opinion. Um, so, like, I think you could get this story and tell it really well if you have really compelling characters and really interesting details and actually try to think about different ways that human characters could interact in this world that's dead and abandoned as far as they know and, and still try to learn about these aliens. Like, I, I think it could be done and I think it could be really fascinating. And you could go the happy ending route or you can go a cosmic horror route with it. Like... I mean, I want to read that, um, you know, like, <laughs> it'd be good. <laughs> I mean, I also want to read the happy ending version. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I think the idea, there's a lot of merit to it. And yeah, and like, and like I said earlier with the other things that I like is that there are moments, genuine moments when you're just walking around where you just feel in awe and in wonder of these vistas. And you just wonder who were these people? What were they doing? How long have they been gone? Like, why did they send these, you know, ships out? Like, how did they, like, oh, I have so many questions that aren't really answered. And then, of course, you could have your inventor character or whatever that you somehow interact with that is just like, fuck everything. Life is terrible. It was awful. I destroyed my people, which, I mean, this is a motif that I really like, that kind of like, you know war doctor kind of thing if you're a doctor who fan kind of you know whatever but anyway yeah so uh, i just so that's my rant about yeah game. it's <laughs> i i so, pretty much agree with you but like yeah the I, go ahead and finish sorry no i yeah i'm just gonna close out um with and a segue to you guys um but i I, I just I think the concept's great and like I said the music's awesome and I, I just re and I I do enjoy the game but it's not like it just there's so many holes and flaws that it it, it kind of is sad because it could be something more than it is. Um, yeah. and that's that's kinda of where I sit with it. So um I really like it still for as flawed as it is as it is and I'm glad it exists. But it's just kind of sad because it could be so much more and it could be so much better. And oh, absolutely. I'd like to see I'd like to see something like it that's done better. Yeah. Um, but I want to hear now that I've ranted for so long. <laughs> I want to hear <laughs> what your guys thoughts are uh, different things from what I brought up and we talked about um, and what you think about the mechanics, because I know Chandler, Ooh. you're like zoned in on that. And yeah. boy, there's stuff to talk about there. Yeah, I got I got some thoughts on that, but uh do you want to talk about your your thoughts overall, Tom? 
Oh, I mean, I guess if you want me to go first, well, I I, I, um, I will rant the rest of the time, guaranteed about this game. But uh, I don't want to <laughs> be like taking up all the air um, with that rant. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what what most of what Devin said pretty much coincides with what I have to think about it. But there are a few things I'd like to add, like. I think my main problem with it, like the mechanics, I, I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about that because I do have some issues with that, so I'll just leave that alone. But yeah, like uh, I, the main problem that I had with it is just absolutely nothing makes any sense throughout the entire thing. I found myself constantly being ripped out of the storyline by just going, wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, why? Because, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, quick. <laughs> you know, this quick question. This asteroid. Oh, yeah, go oh, ahead. Oh, sorry. I, I'm so sorry. I just, I want to know uh, you said you didn't actually finish it. How far did you get? Um, I meant to actually, I was going to interject even while you were telling the story and be like, ah, this is new. Um, but yeah, yeah, I never, I never resurrected the alien. Okay. Um, I think I was starting that mission when I, okay. I, I stopped. Um, but yeah, so I guess I don't even know if we talked about that on here, but I did not finish the game if we haven't talked about that before. I got pretty far in. Um, so the main problem I had was like, like I said, fright from the very beginning. First time I got pulled away from the storyline, because originally I was like, oh man, this is cool. You know, the asteroids coming in and they're like talking about, oh God, it's going to intersect with Earth. And I was like, all right. And the music's I can dig so this. good. I was waiting for yes. feelings. Honestly. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. A hundred percent. And then they're like introducing the characters and it's just like what you said when they're describing their jobs and I'm sitting there going, why the hell is a journalist on this? I don't understand. Because she can set nuclear charges. Like, oh yeah, they that, yeah, that over helps. that so fucking lightly. Like, how did she know how to plant nuclear charges? Did she do espionage before she became like? Yeah, I will rant about that. Later. I swear to God, for like three minutes after they introduced her, I was sitting there going. Why would they bring a journalist? That's just so. No, NASA wouldn't bring a journalist. And they never. That's insane. And they never actually <laughs> say why. Like it feels like like no. It feels like if that was incidental, like well, we need our nuclear expert here, but it just happens to be that she's a journalist. Like that would have yeah, been like one thing. Yeah, like she minored in journalism but they or keep, something. But they keep like talking about her being a journalist. Like that's the main reason they're bringing her. And it and that's like right. one of the things where it's like. Okay, so That's is the... this like this weird sexist thing where it's like, oh, well, we're bringing this woman, but never mind that she can set nuclear charges, and that's why we're bringing her. She's a fucking journalist. Yeah, but they didn't. She's only good for the, drama. The other yeah, only other woman that is ever encountered in this game is the fucking senator up for re-election, and yeah. they don't yeah. treat her with nearly the amount of disrespect that they treat poor Maggie with. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, and that was the other that was the other plot hole I ran into is they constantly are disrespecting her and treating her like she has no idea what how to do her job. And the entire time that they're talking to her about that and just being total pricks, I'm sitting here going, I know how astronauts work. They would have trained for months before they even sent her on this. I'm like, there's no fucking way they don't think she knows how to do her job. Like 
it's not like they just grabbed a journalist and was like, you're an astronaut now, and shoved her into a uniform and threw her onto a spaceship. Like, yeah, that's how they treat that's it, That's not too. how this works. It's insane. <laughs> like, even if they were looking for someone that can set nuclear charges, is a linguist, and has other various random-ass skills, like, even if they were doing that, they would still train her. They would not just be like, okay, you're going to space now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here you the go. team Bye. would have been working together for hours and hours and hours and hours and yes. weeks and weeks before doing this mission. Yeah. Like Which actually which actually brings me to the next thing that pisses me off about that, which was <laughs> I also know about astronaut training, and one of the things that they they talk about with this is uh, making sure that the people that are going up there are A, super easy to get along with, mm-hmm. and B, all of them are compatible and get along because um, mm-hmm. you're stuck in a tiny little capsule mm-hmm. for God knows how long. So the the fact that the entire <laughs> oh. time no one on the team gets along just made oh, me no, like, they, what the they fuck? They got along perfectly. <laughs> they, were just a, they were just three cardboard cutouts in a suit. <laughs> have, Tom, have you read Chris Hadfield's book about... Um, being an astronaut I, I have not but i am a huge chris fat okay because i was wondering because i have fan. read his book and i thought about that a lot playing through the game this time <laughs> thinking that exactly because he talks about that he talks about the training they go through and what you need to do to build a team and like how nasa will select a team and then like how you're like even how you manage yourself when you're with yeah. the team so that you could be a team <laughs> so yes and and so, I mean, like, I know that this all seems super nitpicky, but if, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, why are they harping on this so bad? It's because the entire game, the whole way through the game, basically all the characters do is just be shitty to each other. Absolutely like, shitty to it, each other. It's, it's all true. the way through. It's true. And and it's just, it's just like we brought up before. Like, I wanted to like the journalist because it, it's kind of like in the beginning of the game, it's trying to set her up as like the underdog that like no one believes in. Mm-hmm. And so at first I was like, okay, well, she's probably going to be like awesome. Yeah, later. no, it was. Um, and she kind of is. But instead, like there are several points where the main character, I guess if you want to call him that, um, kind of apologizes to her and is like, I'm sorry that I'm being so shitty to you. Maybe I shouldn't be so shitty to you. And she's like, no, bitchy response, fuck off, and just, like, moves on. So, like, every single time one of the characters tries to reach out with an olive branch, the other character just stoops to a new low level, and you can't like any of them. You're just like, well, all right, everyone sucks. Here's a different different example with (laughs) Lowe and Brink. So they arrive at the alien planet, and Lowe is like, you know, understandably, okay, I'm the leader of the team, I'm in charge. I'm going to say what we're doing. And Brink is like, no, now we're on an archaeological dig site and I need to be in charge for no yeah. reason. Like it doesn't make Which any sense. Which is not how I mean, I could that under- works. Yeah, right? I can understand him wanting to not ruin data and to want to be very careful. Like that makes complete yeah. sense to me. But like the way he's like, well, no, you can't be in charge anymore because this is now my arena. It's like, you're actually in more danger. I feel like the guy with more experience with that might be the better option, but no, apparently not. Yeah, no, I have to go on this <laughs> power trip like- in the middle of the fucking alien yeah. world. What? Yeah, all of them, 
And it's kind of funny with the animations because you know how Brink is giving low like shit about using the shovel and, and ruining everything. And then finally he he gives him enough shit about it that Lowe's like, okay, fine, you could use the shovel from now on. And Brink takes the shovel and then starts shoveling, and it's the exact same way that Lowe does it. Yeah. It's yes. the exact same animation, but it becomes like yep. unintentionally funny because it's like, no, I'm the expert. You're just digging shit. And then he just proceeds to dig, like Dig- digging shit. Exactly yeah. the same way. Yeah. Well, and that was the other thing that kind of you reminded me that that pissed me off too because like NASA is set up kind of like a military organization mm-hmm. in that there are like hierarchies and and you know like a command structure. Yep. And like yeah, when Brink is just like, well, I'm in charge now. I'm like, wow. <laughs> if if you could have selected bitch slap less competent people. <laughs> No, you couldn't have selected less competent people. Like, like these are the worst. You could select a bunch of random people from the like, street, and they would almost certainly comport themselves with more professionalism than any of the characters do on this entire I don't know. game. A group of oil drillers? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Sorry, I'm harping on that because right. it, it, the first, like, 10 to 15 minutes oh. of this game is the plot of Armageddon, except stupid. Yep. Like, I yes. didn't think that would so pass my lips, that something was dumber than Armageddon. But this but is. is definitely there. Don't get me wrong. I like Armageddon. <laughs> it so is. It's an entertaining film. Yeah, yeah. I have to turn my brain off me while too. watching it. That's fine. This game, you have to turn your brain off for, like, the entire duration. Because you are watching yep. Armageddon <laughs> in slow motion with less likable characters. Like... You have yep. a sock well, puppet, a cardboard cutout, and a zombie as the main <laughs> characters. I yep. will let you decide yeah, no, which ones right. are which. Spoiler alert, yep. the zombie is Brink. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely Brink. Yes. Well, and so then that's the other part, too, that just pissed me off. So they, they get off this thing, they go flying through, you know... Uh, whatever, they get teleported to the alien planet. And then the game really started to not make any sense to me. So I'm sitting here going, (laughs) okay. So the premise of this is that this alien culture sent a rock to a whole bunch of, you know, like like an asteroid, to a whole bunch of of different uh, planets that were inhabited so that they could, like, bring these, these aliens here so they could, you know, like, learn about this way that they've kind of ascended, essentially. And the way they do that is by sending an asteroid to destroy their planet. Okay. On the off chance that they might be able to somehow investigate this asteroid. And then they teleport a group of these aliens to a planet where there's no food. And we don't even know. They, like you said earlier, they don't even know that what aliens are going to meet. Or so if they'll be able to breathe their fucking this- air. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. <laughs> you don't even know if they can fucking breathe. So they just basically send this suicide mission of all these people without consent to this planet and then give them a bunch of shitty puzzles to solve. Yeah. <gasps> For what? Here's like, a what are they supposed with geometric to do? shapes on it. I hope you're ready to play D&D, I guess. <laughs> I'm a level 12 chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say that somehow this unbelievably convoluted bullshit that these aliens have to go through to figure out what how to ascend or whatever. Let's say they figure it out. Well, then what? The, like, small group of aliens that, that, that went there get to ascend. And 
if they didn't move the asteroid, the planet gets destroyed. If they did move the asteroid, the whole planet just kind of goes, huh, what happened to them? Yeah, right? Like, they didn't pick up. Like, so, I left a message. I, I have they a all feeling, disappeared! I have a feeling, based on the opening cinematic to the game, is that they forgot to say that the asteroid came at Earth and then got into orbit somehow. Yeah. Like, it because it's clearly not moving closer to Earth. Like NASA wouldn't have waited until the asteroid was that close. Yeah, you can to like. Oh, send that was the other thing. thing. I was like, like, Jesus Christ! They waited to the last minute. <laughs> I know because it's like, no, you're dead at this point. If the asteroid is moving, yeah. I mean, for example, like think back to when Oumuamua came through our solar system from outside the solar system. Like it was moving so fast, nobody knew it was here until suddenly it was here. And if Earth had been in a different position, we could all be dead right now. We wouldn't be having this conversation because it was that fast. And this. So, was the yeah. exact same way like oh yeah. we see it on the outside of this system wait it's on our doorstep and it's somehow doorstep. not killing us right now <laughs> well yeah and that was the other thing yeah because you're right like if it w- and if it went into orbit why would you move it like we would love to have and that's just an that's just another asset that's another resource that we could potentially tap <laughs> let's if mine an this moved shit. into orbit great yeah let's mine it um why would you just be like no go yeah away. uh so <laughs> let's try and then, let's so, try like, and blow it up with nukes and like get it to move away from the earth but maybe the nukes will break off chunks that then will cause problems on earth like let's do that that seems yeah, smart yeah so, yeah okay i Basically, my my problem with this is that at absolutely no point during the entire story does it does anything ever make any sense. Okay, so I it's it's very clear. Well, hang okay. on, let me finish. So it's very clear to me that like you can tell that the story, like the the the, the group changed hands like a whole bunch of times mm. because it's like. At some point, they completely lost the point of the game, and it's like no one noticed. <laughs> They'd all been playing or screwing around with this for so long that they're just like, oh, uh, yeah, we'll make this happen, and then we'll make that happen. And then the game was done, and they're like, this is a really cool, beautiful game. And someone was like, have you guys played it all the way through or thought about the story at all? And they're all like, well, originally... Well, but then we changed. Oh shit! Oh my god, we lost it, didn't we? <laughs> it's <laughs> we all have gone. We to make this back somehow. There's... Yeah. Nothing motivates anything, anyone. Oh, and that's the other thing too that that drove okay. me a little bit crazy Bef- about before it. You, before you, before no. you run off. Uh, oh, okay, I, go ahead. As much as I uh-huh. don't like the intro to this game, because I I'm here to play a game, not watch an intro cinematic no. that's watch like 15 movie. minutes yeah. long. <laughs> yes. The logic behind what they do actually does make a bit of sense if you're paying attention they attach the nukes nukes to one side of the asteroid and oh yeah and it's there not to blow it up but to push its orbit out push it Right. So it won't hit the planet. Yes. That no. makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I'm totally on board with that. What I'm saying is let's put nukes on it and do everything this way. And then what happens if it's completely hollow, it breaks apart and the force doesn't push it and you actually get huge chunks falling into the Earth's atmosphere. Can... Like that's. Yeah, they never survey yeah. it. They yeah. Never... yeah. At this point, at the point this game was made, we didn't really know what asteroids were made of or anything. So, like, anything could happen. Anything goes. They just, yeah. Yeah. Instead of looking at it and trying to be like, okay, we have an asteroid in orbit now, let's try and figure out what how to get rid of it if we want to get rid of it. It's more, 
Okay, let's just 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 let's, put a new card in. Up. Blow it open. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they go looking. Lo is there specifically the only person on the team who knows that he's looking for signs of alien life. Yeah, like they they re- yeah. release that one. Which that was weird. Why are they looking for alien life? Oh, well, it's a big asteroid why, from outside why the send, planet. They're outside the solar system. Why send? <laughs> why send a fucking? I mean, because they, they the premise they're building to is like, hey, we're gonna send a linguist because maybe aliens. And I was like, that was stupid. That's fine. That was stupid. <laughs> well, but it could be okay if you set it up. I'm like, if you set up like I'm here to decipher ang- alien languages, then please put something in there to like suggest why they would think that's a possibility. But instead, they're just like an asteroid's coming, and we're like. What if there's writing on it? <laughs> right? Like, okay. And asteroids coming, what if there's writing on yeah. it? Oh my gosh. I feel like that's if we did episode titles, I feel that would be the episode that title. Be the title. Yeah. But and asteroids coming. Yeah. Okay, so I, I gotta do one Sorry. more interjection. Like Yes. The okay. asteroid idea is kind of clever because Yes. They yes. they bring yes. it in. I like that. And you know, if this thing's just been floating around on like low energy mode, flying around looking for like uh, radio transmissions or something, I'm giving the writer a lot of leeway on this as a side note. <laughs> and then it's like, oh shit, radio signal, and then it starts zooming in. It's probably got like I don't know a few millennia worth of like asteroids and shit collected on it, so it would look like an asteroid. It, it is a ship, but it would look like an asteroid flying in. So I thought that was kind of cool. True. But... Yeah, and I, mm-hmm. I, if they'd set it up like but that, it would have been didn't. cool. They, they, they didn't They implied that, it, yeah, but the they problem. didn't do it. Um, yeah. Yep. So, yeah. That, 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 that's the one piece of, like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be on board with you, game. I can suspend my disbelief just enough to give you this. Just enough. I, I, yeah. And then the last... The last thing that I will say, because I will agree with that, but if they would have, they should have set it up. If they had said like the asteroid was acting in an anomalously or not, what are you call anomal? I can't see it. Anyway, if they were saying like basically like the orbit that it was coming in on like changed, yeah. mm-hmm. it, like it changed direction. Yeah. Um, I would have been like, cool, okay. Then there's a reason to suspect that maybe maybe there's writing there's on it, something or... alien. Yeah, somebody was reading Rama and went, oh wait, wait, right. wait, wait. It's changing direction and, and speed and stuff. Maybe that means there's life on it. Maybe it's not actually yeah. an asteroid. It's a ship. Then there would be a and good fucking done... reason to send a geologist and a uh, <laughs> linguist on it. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. You don't then, even yeah. have to bring a journalist to into what... the. Into the thing, right? Journalists yeah, never and, should have been there. And bouncing back to what Tom was saying earlier about why this team would never go up into space at all in the state that it's in, everyone would know the main part of their mission, even if the public didn't know it. Yes, they yes. would know. Thank that you. They that were was the other thing for, that pissed me off. That they were looking. Oh, for by the way, life. I'm the only one that knew about this. But yeah. <laughs> but you brought a linguist. Why? There was no reason to bring half her. of the people on there. Imagine the liability. Like she was like, really? And I'm like, why else would you be there? Like, <laughs> to set the nukes. Ah. <laughs> uh, but it but, was a button press, so and she didn't even arm them. Lo did. No, I no. know. The fuck. Ah, anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
I've said so, enough. I need to be done. <laughs> so this this is the last point that okay. I will make, okay. and then I will pass the keys oh. to Chandler. Oh, boy. Which is oh, boy. that the other thing that really drove me crazy about everything was nobody freaks out at <gasps> any no. point. It's so weird. They're all so freaking chill the okay, whole time. Okay, so there, it's a cucumber attached to a cardboard cutout. A cucumber... <laughs> Filling a sock yes. puppet and a, a zombie with a with a cucumber. <laughs> like Phrasing. they blow they blow the nukes. Like everyone being calm up until that point makes sense. Yes. But they blow the nukes. They go and investigate the asteroid. I'm totally on board up until this point. Then they find these like things that look like alien structures, and everyone's like, "Oh, what's that?" <laughs> and then they like. Maybe we push on it. That and they, doesn't like, push look natural. It, and it opens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, it's more stuff. And then they like go in and they're like, oh, we're in an alien spaceship now. And rather than even really address the fact that they're inside an alien spaceship now, they're just instead, they're still just fucking bickering at each other. Yeah. Like nothing's changed. They're just, they're all like, no, nah, this is cool. We expected this. It's fine. Uh, it's every, every Monday, you know, it's just, it's just what you do. But don't worry. And about then it. I've seen many. And then they, spaceships. hold on. This is a yeah. mind shattering solve... moment in our society. No, in our fucking species. Yes. But I got a bone Freak to pick with you, Miss, Miss reporter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, is, this is going to be a story for you. Huh? Shut up. Stupid sock <laughs> and then, puppet. <laughs> and, then, and then they solve this puzzle. But they just immediately assume it's a puzzle. That was the other thing. It was like, what? And so they like they solve this really simple puzzle, and then they teleport to another freaking planet. Okay, maybe somehow they've managed to stay calm up until this point. But now you've been teleported in a faster-than-light ship to another planet, and they show up on the planet. And continue bickering. And they're just like, yeah, immediately. There's no like panic. They're just like, oh, well, I guess we're on this other planet now. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Weird. Stupid reporter. Our suit says then, that it's breathable air out there, and, so I'm go and just going immediately to... take the and, helmet off. Immediately yeah, like, take the who helmet the off. Who the fuck puts an extra like what four to eight thousand dollars worth of mass spectrometer on a fucking spacesuit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In 1995. I know America was fucking uh, flush at the time, but damn. Like, damn, yeah. <laughs> and then and then they're, like, wandering around the whole time. No one ever, ever flips. You never hear somebody... I think they might mention something about how they don't have... Don't, do they mention not having supplies, or did I? am I just they, imagining They do wrong? say they don't have food and supplies. Because, like, we need okay, to save the oxygen for that. the trip back. Really? Oxygen is what you're going to worry about? Oxygen. There's oxygen everywhere, but we're worried about oxygen. And and that was the thing, too, is, like, if I got there, I'd have a freaking meltdown, for one. Oh, God, yeah. And then the very first thing I'd be saying is, we're going to die because there's nothing to eat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or and drink. They all immediately assume, like, well, we just have to find out how to get back. I'm like, why, why would they make that assumption? I wouldn't even, that would not even cross my mind. I would get there, and I'd be like, we're dead. Yeah. Just we just accidentally well we just accidentally teleported they they don't they don't know there's any intention to get them back home or anything right there's nothing implies that at all there for all they know they just found a random teleporter floating through space and pushed a button and went 
boop, and teleported back to this planet, and now they're yeah. yeah. Now, if you, can, if you can if you can imagine the situation, like say, like The Martian, like you are in a situation yeah. where you will probably die, and you'd really rather not die that you just work the problem. Like maybe you're yes, never going to yes. get home. Maybe you're here forever. Maybe you die of starvation, but you work the problem. But I mean, kind of like Mark Watney, I mean, in the Martian, he kind of does have a freak out moment before he's like, okay, how do I stay alive? What do? And like, that would be well, much more realistic to be like, okay, yeah, I don't think we're going to get home, but let's work on stuff. We need, we can't, let's just go. Let's work on it. You know, instead and, of just being Mark like, Watney, Oh, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Mark Watney immediately starts working the problem, which is survival. Bible. The problem is not wandering around an ancient alien structure. You, you go, oh shit, we don't have food, we don't have water, we need, we don't have shelter. We need to find food, water, and shelter before anything, anything yeah. else. Yeah. And if maybe on the off chance we can find those things, then we can start considering exploring. But instead, they're just like. Well, puzzles. you may have to do some exploring to find things, right? But, I mean, I get well, you. Yes. But, like, I get you, But the, the, like, that's never the focus. The, They're the, all the just like, we need isn't... to solve the puzzle of getting home. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you even think you can? Yeah. What? Why do you think that's I know. Option? Like, it's like, I can get that you want to. You can assume that. But, like, they come to a planet and nobody's there to welcome them. Like, right. I had this it's thought. clearly like, abandoned. If I were writing this story right and um they arrive and it looks like it's abandoned there's ruin like there's just scrubs growing everywhere it's just dirt and dust and there's like just little critter sounds and there's nobody there and then like they walk forward a little bit and then like a hologram flickers on and it's one of the aliens speaking in their language like a welcome yeah like a welcome set, but they don't know that and it's just and it's just like ghostly and eerie because there's no way to know what this image is saying or what its purpose right. is, or where anyone is, and, and then now... That way you could at least prime the pump of, hey, maybe there's a way home if this hologram still works. Exactly. It's like, yeah. maybe they never... Like, maybe this isn't just a random teleporter. Maybe there is a way to turn the ship on and go back home. Yeah. We just need to find and what if, that is. But that still should be secondary to we need food, water, shelter, or otherwise we're not going to survive. Yeah. You know, and, and the thing of it is, you don't have to change anything in the game to set no. that up. All you have to do is have the, comp- the, the, the commander go, hey, we all need to find food. It's time for us to start exploring and see if there's anything on this yeah. planet that will keep us alive. And then you just keep the game the same. And have them explore things, but but with the understanding that everyone's looking for, like, you know, they sustenance. They kind of do and that, then... but they don't <laughs> signpost it nearly well enough. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, they, they make everyone so chill that the only thing you can think the whole time is like, well, these people... You, it feels like the, you could tell the, the people who are writing the story knew there was a solution to the puzzle... And so all the people, all the they characters, metagamed their characters also know they yeah. literally metagamed their characters. There's, yeah, they, it's like you need to understand your character's motivations no when you're writing a story to the story right. at all. Yeah. yeah, none. And and that's the other thing. You don't see the characters running around or or like trying to do anything with any amount of haste. They're all just kind of lo- like even the animations. Everyone's just like walking all super chill and just like i got all the time in the world i'm not on a super tight clock because i mean we're humans we can only survive literally a couple days before we die if you don't have food and water yeah they especially water like 
especially water in one scene (laughs) while you're reconstructing the turtle um low does actually say hey at least we won't die of thirst but he never actually takes the time and be like oh yeah oh this smells like water or oh man this this tastes like fresh water he never says that and you think a guy who was trained in the military for survival would know this well, that's the other thing too. He just he just walks straight to the water and drinks out of it. Does he drink? I don't remember like, him drinking. I don't remember him drinking. I remember him just jumping if in you... like he's going out of style. Yeah, he just jumps in and is like, no problem. After you kill. The oh, beast. I think you might be right. I was gonna say I thought if you if you click on the water and like have him investigate it, I thought he like walks over and like leans down and and uh, cups his hand and drinks some water. I. Maybe. I, I don't recall that. I didn't happening. try that, so I can't say for sure. I th- I don't know if I did try that. Well, I know that I I clicked on the water and he made the comment about, well, at least we won't die of thirst. We'll just die of hunger because there's nothing to eat, you know. But then um, there's that fucking turtle. I might be remembering that wrong. Yeah, I don't I but don't yeah, know. I don't recall if that happens. Jumping is is jumping actually, actually more stupid. Yeah. So like first of all when you drink water out of even if you're drinking water out of a lake I'm, most people don't just dive in to drink the water so like that's yeah. none of it They're... makes sense that's that's my main complaint about this entire game is every single action that the characters or the storyline takes is like leaves you baffled you're just like yeah. that's not that's not how that what <laughs> yeah. not how it's like you said things the game has a cool interesting interesting premise if you have a game that is an asteroid and all of that stuff and like they they discover the ship there are so many cool ways that you can do that that would be so memorable and so interesting but every decision that the developers made along the way like roadblocked that it's almost like the game is surprisingly successful despite itself um you have this good premise and just every turn the developers are going hey we're going to put up this big thing that is going to rip you out of the storyline and go well to be fair this is also (laughs) somebody coming in and being like okay i have all of these previous things how do i tie them together because they had all of these gorgeous that's the problem and they had all of the puzzles already made so so they just threw yeah. them together and this, yeah, this and is very thinly stitched them th- together. This is what a plot written around mechanics looks like after the idea. Oh, bad. Because the idea uh-huh. is pretty yep. sound. I agree with Devin on that. But the plot is yep. threadbare because they didn't have time to finish it. They spent all of their time mm-hmm. making the assets and the puzzles. Yep. Although I will say... Because we've we in this little conversation we've had already have solved a lot of the problems by we we've given solutions that would have been maybe not perfect but certainly better. Well, keep in mind <laughs> that hindsight is twenty twenty, and when you're in perpetual oh, yeah. crunch like these developers were, you should look at their yeah. credits. It is quite impressive how many people actually touched this. Because they even oh, have yeah. like oh, yeah. it's huge. developers in spirit because they threw away that engine. They left yeah. them in the, the ghosts, credits. Yep. The ghosts of Digged Past, yeah. uh, I believe is how they're listed. It's everyone who worked on the project that wasn't on the project when it went to complete when it was completed. Yeah. 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 Which which that is true. But I mean it's still I still think it's a completely fair criticism. Oh, I'm not debating that. that. I was just saying like if you're in cr- constant crunch mode 
trying to get this game out in the, the summer of yeah. 91 because that was a goal at one point um yeah you would be like and if it had it would oh have yeah been amazing. yeah that would have been the, the top game of the year hands down uh-huh. for adventure games hands down yep. but yep. it didn't because they were putting themselves in constant no. crunch for so long that the game became what it got yeah, drunk go home game you're drunk yeah that's exactly yeah. what happened and to be yep. fair all of that polish does pay off and because of that polish it makes it a cult classic game if you slapped on modern and- pixel art to this and a modern soundtrack and kept everything else the same this game would be forgotten almost immediately that's true like it's the production values of the game at the time that saved it for cult classic status because oh yeah it's a beautiful it's game a, absolutely the story as it is right now is a b abc c side plot in a sci-fi mm-hmm. movie yeah. or show i think uh spielberg was right when he said this is a one episode plot mm-hmm. and yeah yeah. It would fit yeah. perfectly in about a 45-minute chunk. The problem is... Uh-huh. It's it's a really good Black Mirror yeah. episode. Yeah. yeah. And the problem is it's in a game that you have to spend three to five hours figuring out. Like, yeah. it's a short yeah. game if you have the instructions. Like, I think I hammered this out in like an hour and a half. That being said, yeah. the hmm. game puzzles themselves are mildly interesting the animation in this is gorgeous i it's gorgeous if you want a a class on how to make your pixel art amazing you have to play this Uh, game and i have to say the mvp and why you dig so much shit is that fucking digging animation like they use it a dozen (laughs) times for a good reason. Yep. The shovel is the most valuable tool. It's period. Great. And they make sure you know that because you dig <laughs> everything up. Everything. You got a problem? Your yes. first thing better be a fucking shovel in this game. And it's for good reason. <laughs> oh, there's a hole in the wall. I guess I better shovel it out. Oh, look, there's something that, that says I need to look here. Well, I guess that's the answer for Mr. Shovel. Yeah. It's it's for yeah. good reason. The animation is and, amazing. Yeah. And the artwork is so good. The artwork is gorgeous. And adding oh. in the 3D animation... Actually like, augments it. Just, yeah. It really augments yes, it, it. Like, you get these... Like, that's one of the things, like... Um, like, there's one scene where you know, you low, like there's a, a ramp down. And so you click to make low walk down the ramp, but the camera, oh, the camera pulls back and it's, it's, th- yep. it's three dimensional. Like they use the, the computer, the CGI to make it three dimensional so that he actually, the 2d sprite actually walks into a three dimensional um, area. And it's just, it is really I, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to say when it did that, it shocked me because yeah. at, at that point, the game was playing kind of like a side scroller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and all of a sudden this this world that I thought was super static suddenly becomes entirely dynamic yeah. uh-huh. and adds this third dimension and I I, I literally jaw dropped. I was just yeah. like, "Whoa, yeah, like, that was unexpected." Imagine Holy cow. Imagine seeing that in 1990. 
I'll even say it, 1993. Like, yeah. this right. was... Would have been yeah, amazing. this was a four-year game, and look at what this game is doing now. You fucking zoom out on yeah. this. And that 3D, although, yes, not exactly the best implemented, fucking yeah. pops. Because, one, they it use does. it in a very limited circumstance, and... Two, they knew how to do it. They didn't go all Hollywood on it. They knew the limitations of the 3D at the time. They didn't try to do a George Lucas, which episode one is my case in point, where everything's 3D. This game wouldn't hold up as well if it was pure 3D. I I venture to say that. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe if you did this game in the unreal engine today it might hold up but yeah in yeah. terms of a yeah. cult classic you wouldn't have the same thing i can almost guarantee yeah. that because they use 3d and pixel art with such restraint and respect that mm-hmm. the artwork itself is reason enough to play this admittedly subpar puzzle game like Yep. I I know I'm going to sound like I'm completely broken here, but the mechanics in this game aren't very interesting. The the puzzles yeah. are yes, they're kind of archaic and confusing and arc, um arcane. Um so you don't really understand it, but at the end of the day, that is excused by the theming. Whereas like in terms of novelty, I'm going to say it, the um, Beneath the Steel Sky and even um, uh, what was the other game we talked about, Devin? Uh, the uh, Curse of the which... Green, the Jade Lady. Oh, fuck. Oh, boy. What? <laughs> the, the, the other what? one that the Beneath the Steel Sky people made. Oh, 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 Lure of the Temptress. Lure of the Temptress. Yeah. Curse of the Jade Lady? Yep, that's what it's called now. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm doing it. <laughs> Curse of the Jade Lady. Yes. That's what I'm going to call the title of that episode. Just for funsies. Um, but, yeah. Those games were far more game-breaking, bra- game or ground-breaking, rather, at the time. Even if they were considered mm-hmm. concurrent with this game. Which they weren't. They were before this game. Because the idea of a companion in a mm-hmm. adventure game. Those are far more grand groundbreaking mechanically. This game, it took the um, blizzard entertainment method, which was take an existing idea and polish the crap out of it. And mm-hmm. because of that, that's why this game we're even talking about. Yeah. Like right. this is an unremarkable game. Otherwise, because the puzzles are yes, hard, but there's no death novel deaths that you can get into trust me i tried this game does not have deaths that i that i could find no nope um you cannot no you cannot die and i actually believe uh that the um the the um the the booklet thing that comes with games when you would buy them physical what whatever the hell that's called Mm -hmm. that it actually would it actually said in there i think that you can't you can't die in this yeah the game manual yeah, the game manual. Thank you. Good lord. Yeah. Well, it is a booklet. <laughs> yeah, it's game book. Yeah, the game manual. I believe in the game manual that it, it says that there's no way to lose. That unlike other 
games. Yeah, a direct dig they at won't screw uh, you out of Sierra. The game. They won't screw you out of finishing the game. Yeah. But I think if there was a game to have deaths in it, this would be the game to do it. Like, you're on an yeah. alien planet. Everything is so alien. You don't know whether it's a threat or not, barring, like, yeah. the dogs um, that you see. And, yes. Or the sea monster. Or the sea monster. Like, you don't even know if the turtle's going to kill you. Like, let's... Yeah. Like, these are all opportunities to show There's... off um, your art skills even more. But they don't. Which is yeah. why I say they use such restraint in even the pixel art. They could have they could have added a sense of urgency in like you need to find a way off of this planet in a certain amount of time or you starve to death. That would have been a pretty interesting mechanic. I, it would be um, even if they implied it and didn't actually use it. Just give you something to be like you got to go. Yeah. Like <laughs> get this done. I think that because this was a game initially initially envisioned by a cinematographer they didn't understand the importance of doing that. That being said, mm -hmm. this is a game mechanically that is about wonderment and exploration, even if the theme mm -hmm. of the game isn't that. Like, we've we spent literally an hour arguing about how bad the plot was, but at the core of this game, it's about exploration and wonder. And it does that very, very, very well in its restraint and yeah. presentation. And that's true because of that. I feel like this game deserves its cult classic status, but I agree. Mechanically, this game is very bland, but I've played even in uh, game jams games that end up being very bland, but very polished. And they tend to do very well in terms of how yeah. popular they are because of that polish. There is a lot to be yeah. said about putting polish on a game, even if it is at the end of the day, very bland. And so I, so Chandler says that you actually can polish a turd. Yes. Yes. I am actually saying that. And I can't believe after talking about this game for over two hours, that I am coming to defend it on its merits, you sons of bitches. I win. I win. I can't yeah. believe you I mean, made me have to do a passion defense of this game. I can't even talk about the sexism in this game because it's so fucking polished. Like, I can't, I can't I, call Maggie the true villain of this game because she's cold, but she's not evil or anything like that. She's just cold. Like, I can't talk about how Lowe is so sexist because he's wolf whistling at her. No, that's not polish. Uh, this is polish. There's like, even yeah. the sexism isn't offensive enough to get my cackles up. The only thing that I am left with is one of those uh, superior chicken beings strutting around looking like a dog <laughs> and telling me that they didn't know that they could walk on fucking light. Like, <laughs> what do I do with this? This is really well polished, but I the only reason I finished this game 
is because A, I had a walkthrough, and B, I was going to talk about it. That was the only reason. Yeah. Like, this game, if you're into story, and you can turn your brain off, and you like pretty... (laughs) That's important. And you like amazing amazing soundscapes. This game is tailor-made for you. If... Cool concept, beautiful, super well-polished, absolutely idiotic story. Like, dumb (laughs) dumb as brick stories. Gorgeous. Like, (laughs) okay. Could have been good. Could have been Premise, amazing. I don't hate the game. All the the holes we're poking in this really probably does make it sad like we all hate it. I think all of us came away from this at least liking some of it. I thought it was very cool. I'm poking lots of holes in it because there were lots of things that made me go, the yeah. fuck? Yeah. But overall, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a really cool idea. Yeah, like, so, yeah, yeah I, I agree. I bounced off the story. Like, the, the intro of, like, 15 fucking minutes. Are you kidding me? Um, that that Agreed. made me... Yeah, it was a long intro. Yeah, that made me bounce off of it immediately. <laughs> and then I started playing yeah. it, and I was like, oh, my God, I wish I had this art skill to put into my games. And then I finished playing it and I was like, huh, that was good enough for a fan. <laughs> like, I don't know how that, <laughs> how that happens, but this is good enough for a fan. If you yeah. played through the game and you enjoyed it, you will continue to enjoy playing through it again and again. And it doesn't even have to be, like, sequentially. Because, you know, if sometimes you'll play a game and you're like, ooh, I got to play it again to see what I missed. There's nothing to miss in this game. But yeah. there's enough in this game to be interesting to make it, uh, in, make it a good thing to revisit from time to time. Yeah. And I yeah. can't believe that I spent most of my rant defending it. <laughs> I'm just gonna go back. Yeah, and I was that. really excited I mean, to hear about how much you hated twist. the mechanics. I thought, I thought that this was a clever setup by Chandler. Going, I have a rant. I'm gonna get you the rant, and I'm sitting here like, okay, I'm prepared for all of his criticisms. And then he ended up defending it, and I'm like, wait, what? Well, <laughs> okay, plot twist. So, you know that I am more than willing to get um, get on my high horse and then shoot myself in the foot, oh, yeah. like a both feet at the <laughs> same time. I'm going to do it. This game is far too polished for me to get on that high horse. Like, I'm sorry. This game is very well produced. And listening to the problems that you guys had made me realize this game isn't bad. Well, the story's bad. But yes, the game itself <laughs> is not. And It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's not yeah. a bad yeah, I'll game agree with at all. Yeah, like, that's... That that's what made me realize I, that this game is probably better than I was giving it credit for in my mind because I felt the need to defend the pieces that I thought were good. I know I know how to summarize it. This is a bad game, a very <laughs> very bad game with bad mechanics that is so beautiful you don't yeah. notice. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well. I think we've had a long enough rant about this. Um, where can people <laughs> find uh, you guys on the internet? Let's uh, start with Devin. Um, 
Well, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and twitch.tv at Lady Marowiff. And you do also do a fair <laughs> number of uh, Twitch like playthroughs. They are I fucking do. awesome. I'm oh well thank you yes currently i am playing uh vampire the masquerade bloodlines uh which is a game (laughs) (laughs) maybe we'll talk about it speaking speaking of games that are mechanically what yeah (laughs) but uh but no it's good yes so if you like uh watching people be mildly bad at games but totally like trying to analyze how it was built and also story stuff uh come watch me um i would love to have you in my chat oh awesome and where can they find you tom um i am on uh twitter uh youtube and instagram as tamakaze that's t-o-m-a-k-z-e and mostly all of the stuff i post has nothing to do with this uh i'm a hardcore car guy i am Going to start making uh, some videos about a fairly interesting project that I'm building at the moment. So YouTube videos are on the way, and I have pretty regular Instagram posts. But they have nothing to do with video games, because I'm a multi-diverse nerd. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Well, uh, people can find me on uh, Twitter as JC Siron, S-I-R-R-O-N. I mostly rant about video games and sci-fi so if you want to laugh or rant with me join me there uh, that's it for the this episode i hope we f- have you in next time Bye. yes